Hi, I'm Mrs. W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in teaching, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to a BS in education number 36. One of yeah. my favorite numbers because it's a perfect square. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> uh, that's nerdy. So I know, right? That's fine. Um, well, that's one of my love languages is doing fun <laughs> stuff with numbers, which is strange because that's actually the theme of today's show is love languages and how we use them in education or completely ignore them. So it's a little bit yeah. of both. But before we do that, let's complain. Uh, okay. What BS is going on in your life? I got to rehearsal yesterday, day before yesterday, and I usually get there a few minutes early. And of course, you have to be in a mask the whole time. So I sit in my car until the last possible second to just like Breathe maximize, <laughs> yes, oh, maximize yeah. open FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like chilling and I look at my windshield and I have a big fucking crack down it or up it. Oh, I no. know. And I can't just fix that. No, it's too long. So I'm trying to, I know that like That's safe light, <laughs> normally safe light will come to your house and do it, but you have to have enough room for another car to pull in beside it, which my driveway does that. not have. So yeah, it's just annoying because I'm sure there was a teeny tiny... There must have been a teeny tiny crack where I couldn't see it, and then it rained the other day, and then it froze at night. So I'm oh, sure. Oh, totally. Science. That's Some what kind of happened. Science freezing and expansion, expanding of molecules and shit. Boo. Oh man, science is stupid, but yeah. it's also real smart. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Catch twenty two. Uh, mine also has to do with cars. Oh, <laughs> let's hear it. Okay, so. I have my kids and they eat in the car a lot. And my son is very clean because of the cockroach incident this past summer. Like, pretty <laughs> I sure forgot I about that. You did. Okay. Uh, so if you don't remember listeners, um, he, we were getting a snow cone and this gigantic cockroach ran across Whoa. the back seat of my car and he about had a panic attack and we never found it. So it could be anywhere. <laughs> One of us might've eaten it. I don't even know, but it was huge. So anyway, he is very, very vigilant about getting every crumb out of the car because he does not ever want that to happen again. My daughter, on the other hand, don't give a shit about anything. So Every time she puts anything in her mouth, it's very much wood chipper style and it's just crumbs everywhere. <laughs> it's nuts and it drives him crazy. But I just try not to look in the back seat. So uh, before spring break, I looked in the back seat and it was atrocious. So um, one day when she was at gymnastics, I took my son and we went to one of those car washes where you get out and you can see them going through and they, right. you know, vacuum your car. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I paid, you know, too much money for that to be done because I could have done it myself or made him do it because he's 10 and he should be doing shit like cleaning and detailing my car, right? Absolutely. It's about that age. Anyway, so we did that. I paid too much money for it. And then the day, or I guess two days later, we left on our gigantic road trip and we mm-hmm. were gone for several days and we got back from our trip, and my car is absolutely 
covered in bird shit and pollen. No. Because you know that giant oak tree yeah. in the front yard? That's where we park under. And apparently a big jamboree of doves sits up there and just shits on my car all day. I mean, it's like uh, icing on the cake. It is disgusting. Uh, and then the top is all yellowed with pollen because in the South, the, the pollening yeah. is about to happen. So... I was just really pissed off about it. And my kids are like, gross, open our doors for us. And I'm like, oh, you suck. <laughs> so stupid. That was real petty oh, shit. My goodness. So speaking of uh, the roach you had in your car, did I ever tell you about my friend um, Dennis had a mouse in his car for a while? <gasps> what? <laughs> did he know about it? Like, yes. It just lived yes. in there? Yes. Did he have a name for it? Was Did it he become did. like his little ride-along buddy? I don't even remember, but I'm positive he had a name. And it was a whole like, it got caught in a glue trap. So his plan was he was going to release it in the wild somewhere. So he left it in the glue trap in his car, which we're not in the South. So it's not like sure he was just going to melt it, like yeah. bake this uh, mouse. <laughs> but it got warm enough to melt that glue trap. And the mouse was he escaped. Yes. Wow. Yes. How do you get a mouse, a live creature, out of a glue trap without it whipping around and biting your hand? Right. Yeah, that's a great I've that's just a great thought of that. My husband likes to trap things like possum and rats mm-hmm. in our shed, but he uses those big wire. Yeah. That have that's the, the kind of person the he is ka-tunk. with the, the ka yeah. thing, and I don't know what he does with them afterwards. I've never asked, and I probably don't want to know. So he actually told me when you were asleep oh, when we were there, he was talking yes. about trapping something, trapping a rat that he was going to dispatch of. And your son was like, no. Oh, so he, they went and released so it somewhere. And I want to be like, that is so, so cute, son. But rats it's, are gross. <laughs> rats are gross. Oh, he's so hilarious. Yeah. My husband loves to hunt and uh, my son's like, I, th- I think I'm ready, but He's he's not like I know he's gonna have a really big problem if he ever right actually shoots a deer, um, but my daughter's like I want to kill a deer and at dinner time she's like what what kind of animal did you kill to get this dad like she's very into it she's she's a little beast she is a uh, okay baby so I'm going to reveal to you the reason I chose this as a, a topic. Okay. I have a friend that her love language is gifts for sure. Mm-hmm. She gives everybody, I'll say the name and then bleep it out because you know her. It's, it's, oh, um, sweet. Okay. So she gets everybody in our whole organization, uh, holiday gifts, like 23, 24 people. She'll just show up with wow. like, wow. Yeah. So tons and tons of stuff. So, I gave her a computer chair a few days ago and I dropped it off at her house and she wasn't home and was like, hey, I left something for you on the front porch. So I guess it was like a birthday gift that didn't come in in time. So I'm just going to I'm going to reveal it. Why don't you just narrate to people at home because I got to take off my headphones. Okay, I'm very excited about this. What is this gift going to be? Oh, it's a tube. It's a cylindrical tube, a cardboard tube. And she is unwrapping this. I see faces. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Is it wrapping paper? Is it wrapping paper with your face all over it a thousand times? Oh my gosh. So it's this giant. Oh, it's longer than my chair. Is it just a poster? (laughs) It's, y'all, you guys, it's, it's, 
uh, it looks like wrapping paper, but also I think it might just be a poster. But it is Miss W's face making the most ridiculous face over and over and over again, which is so up your alley. That's like 100% a gift that you would love. Is your own face all over stuff. Isn't that hilarious? Oh my god. So is it is it wrapping paper? Or I is it guess. Like a poster? Oh, it's the best. Yeah, I I think I would use it for wrapping paper. Maybe for one of my sisters. I don't even know what photo this is. It's a great photo too. I'm it glad is. you picked a really cute it's picture. Of, oh my gosh, that's so funny. What a brilliant gift. Yeah, people who are gift givers just like know how to get it done. I have a friend who's that way and she'll mm-hmm. randomly when I see her, like every seventh time I see her, she'll have a little gift bag and be like, I saw this and I just had to get it for you. It just made me think of you. And I'm just like, that's so sweet. Cause sometimes I see things and I'm like, ha, that reminds me of her. And then I walk on by and do not purchase it. So <laughs> guess that's the thought that counts. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So I really wanted to find a good love language quiz and give it to you. But they're all just basically like, uh, they're just super obvious what the questions are. It's like, do you like when people give you presents? Do you like (laughs) like when people touch you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So let's go over. I'm going to quickly go over the uh, love languages and then we'll like delve into each of them. So the Mm -hmm. quizzes were not, I was really hoping to find something that was like 30 questions or something that was like a little bit this way a little bit that way yeah but they're not they were not at all so i'll look a little further did you if check I can... the cosmopolitan magazine for a quiz oh, to see right didn't you love the what was it like 17 magazine and they had a quiz every week and you'd have to flip to the back and see what your all of were them like you'd have to add uh, up the numbers and stuff yes yeah, those were the best so i was That's hoping they we'd... tricked girls into doing math in the <laughs> 90s <laughs> so i really thought that that I would be able to find something like that. And I just, they were all terrible. So I'm going to look more when I edit this podcast. And if I find a good one, I'll put it in the show notes. But at the very least, I'll list the the love languages. So just very quickly, love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. So for example, a question would be like, on your birthday, what's your favorite thing? A hug? Someone saying happy birthday, a present, a present, hanging out with someone, oh or someone doing the honey do list on your birthday. And it was like, oh well, these God. are dumb. You're not getting into my you're psyche. Not, right? You're just like <laughs> right. getting the most obvious things. Wow. So, okay. So this friend that I mentioned earlier, she always gives these really fun, funny gifts. Um, so I make it a point when I know her birthday is coming up or at the holidays or whatever, I always get her something. That's mm-hmm. not the case for like hardly any of my other adult friends. Yeah. Like Miss B and I get each other Christmas gifts randomly. I'd say but it's not like something once that we're every three years. Or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like maybe I get her something one year and she doesn't get me and then vice versa. Or I'll get something thoughtful and be like, oh, look at that. She got me some cute Harry Potter bracelets. I haven't bought her anything in a while. <laughs> and because... I sit over here and I journal about it for days. Uh, okay, so so what do you think your love language or preferred love language is or okay, are? Because I kind of have again. two. All right, so words of affirmation. So mm-hmm. this would be like, um, you know, somebody telling you you did a good job. Uh, 
uh, physical touch. So somebody giving you a hug. Yeah, you know, like when you do a really good job at work and your boss comes and gives you a cuddle. <laughs> Sports tap. Good job in there, Miss B. Um, so presents. Uh-huh. Quality time, which is just like having uninterrupted time focused where you're the center of attention and acts of service, which is somebody, you know, making you dinner, getting your car taken care of, doing household chores without oh being gosh. asked, that that's, sort of stuff. That's hard. If you um, don't know yours, I know what mine. I know mine, mine is not physical touch because almost 99% of the time, if anybody touches me, I'm like, Bleh. I just kind of go haywire before I'm okay with it. And that's another uh, thing with those quizzes. It's like, well, these all sound nice for my birthday. <laughs> right? But the way that They're they kind phrase of all them. Great. And also it depends on, so I guess a love language though is someone who you are connected with in some way. So whether it be mm-hmm. a coworker or, okay. So if I'm looking at it that way, oh, I do like words of affirmation, but mm-hmm. not like if it's all the time or if it's frequent, I don't believe it. Right. So then you're too I thirsty. Only, yes. I only really accept words of affirmation if it comes from someone who doesn't usually give words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel like it's special, then I'm like, I am a badass. Hell but yeah. if it's somebody who's always nice to everyone and always giving compliments, I'm like, whatever. You do that to everybody. I'm not special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my love language is genuinely being better than everyone else. <laughs> And having other people realize that. Um, I do appreciate getting gifts, but it's not like, I mean, it's fun to get a gift, but I don't think it's a love language Um, for me anyway. uh, The acts of service. So for me, the act of service is taking care of your shit so I don't have to go behind you and clean up your mess. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that is my love language. Like if I'm in a team with you and you say you're going to do this, but then you drop the ball, something happens, life happens. It's not really your fault, but mm-hmm. it doesn't get done to me. I'm just like, well, crap. But if you're consistently getting your shit done to me, that is, that is a love language that I don't have to go around and clean up your mess after you. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a big one. And then quality time, it kind of depends again on who it is. So for yeah. me, quality time, honestly, at work is you honor my time and don't come and like gossip with me. And you just yeah. fucking leave me alone and let me get my stuff done. So it's yeah. like the absence of your, like my quality time being respected. But when it's with someone, you know, a friend or someone in my life, I do love quality time, like doing something special with them or just, you know, hanging out. So it's very different for me depending on where I am. Yeah, I I agree too. So there's lots of people out there that are super into this love languages and like lots of these books and quizzes are like take this with your partner or have do oh, this my one with your and sister. I totally did it before we got married. We ha- I think we had to do it for our one of our premarital classes. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, and we are not the same at all. So mine is yeah. I was thinking about this, and I was like, I don't know what the heck my husband's would be. So mine, I think. My number one are probably acts of service and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Just, and what made me realize this was when I was working at a difficult school probably about five years ago, and it had super long hours because it was a school that had been taken over by the state. Um, And you know what fixes kids is keeping them in school even longer. Yeah, even longer hours and putting Mm -hmm. more of them in a classroom. But anyway, I was I was like so exhausted and I was like, I want to do something on 
It wasn't Thanksgiving. Is there some other November holiday, like Veterans Day or something? Yes. One of those like long weekends, I was like, we have to plan something so I can get through the next month. Yeah. And my husband totally just like booked a hotel and a (gasps) restaurant and all the other stuff. And when I realized he just did it, I was like, I am so happy, which I do like to plan stuff. I truly do. But if I'm too busy, then it's like, that's a lot of work. Just have that mantle lifted off, especially something that's not a big deal like that. Like you're not going to Universal that needs to be planned out. It's just something like, please remove me. That's fun. Okay. Now that you say that, I will say that a consistent item on my Christmas list for like the past seven years has been somebody plans a trip. And I don't have to arrange childcare or animal mm-hmm. care or hotel or a like you just tell me what to pack and then I go. And guess mm-hmm. how many times I've gotten it? Zero. <laughs> it's well, like, like, well, I don't know what you and I'm like, I don't that's I don't want to have to tell you. That's the point is I don't want to think point. about it. Yes. So and like similarly last weekend, whatever week it was that I yeah. So the last show I talked about how I had like the busiest ten days ever. Yeah. Uh so I was working on Sunday morning. And I'm just like, you know, doing spreadsheets and dragging students' names over to make a cast list that doesn't have all of our notes on it. And my husband's just taking out all the trash and bring, and it was, oh, so nice. What a treasure. To not have to like think about it. Or Which, yeah, yeah. And it's something that I just normally do on Sundays. It's just, yeah. I just do it or we do it together. But he but, read the room and was like, you know what? She yeah, looks frazzled. I don't know if she's going to get around to this chore or feel like doing it when she's done with this thing that she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. How wonderful. And on Sunday night, I had a like, like, oh, the trash cans aren't by the road. And he was like, I put the trash cans by the road, too. And I was like, oh, so he didn't come miracle. in and ask for a trophy when he did it. <laughs> no. <Good for> him. <laughs> what a champion. Oh. oh, that's great. My husband does things like that, too. Um, not quite as frequently. He he really likes to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like he genuinely is like, well, just tell me and I'll yeah. do it. I'm like, that's the whole point is to but he's gotten better about just noticing like oh there's laundry just everywhere yeah. maybe i'll fold some towels and you're you're you also have two children so it's a whole different ball, ball game than just like me and my husband in our one bedroom apartment with one bathroom yeah, God, we have three toilets one, to clean oh my gosh that is a job that i make my 10 year old do though even though he's probably <laughs> the cleanest peer out of all of us like he is the <laughs> least likely person to dirty a toilet uh man okay and then and then words of affirmation of course are i like i that's probably like if it was a boss yeah words of affirmation but when i was younger Man, I liked presents a lot. <laughs> I think all kids like presents. I've never met a kid who doesn't like presents. Even when, so. like, I was a teenager or even up through college and stuff, whoever I was dating, I feel like I put a lot of stock in, like, what kind of present what, are yeah. you going to buy me? Did you burn me a good CD or is it <laughs> something else? No, yeah, I've always, I do enjoy gifts but now that I have kids and now that I'm older and I like I like giving gifts when I know that it's something spontaneous so like when Mm -hmm. Christmas comes I always get stressed out because I'm like well I got seven things for my daughter because she likes everything and I got one thing for my son and I'm like well that's not fair it needs to be even but then I'll find like one great thing for my mom and I'm so excited about it 
you know, those are the things that, that yes. I like now more. Yes. And I think I like that as a kid too, but it's, it has to be spontaneous. Like I can't dwell on it. It just has to be something mm-hmm. spontaneous. Okay. So this is very interesting because this was obviously first written to do with people and their relationships right. to help with that. But I think that this is a good topic for our podcast because you spend, you have a intimate relationship with the people you work with and with your students. And I feel like love languages go in different directions that mm-hmm. way. Have you ever taken, there's something for teachers. It's like, are you a circle or a square or a triangle? Are you a yellow or a green? Or a- I have. I can't remember what it was called. I actually... I'll find it for an upcoming podcast because I did it in grad school and I have a bunch of the questions and they'll be like, okay, on a continuum in the room, if you're more of a chair, go over here. And if you're a violin, go over there. And like, you're not allowed to talk until you go to the spots and then you can, if you're a clothesline, go over here. (laughs) If you're a hanger, it's like, they're so bizarre. But then they spark all this conversation with like, well, I'm a clothesline because I'm rigid. And I'm like, well, I was a clothesline because I like outside. So they're so, right. you're like, that don't make they're so bizarre. Um, no, this was this was like one of those things like, you know, like you actually took a paper pencil quiz and it was something like 40 questions. And then it categorized you into a shape and a color. And um and it's just basically different personality types and what okay. what makes what makes you tick, what makes you feel like you're accomplished and what you need from other people to feel like you can get your job done. So um, some employers, some uh, principals actually will have their staff take things like that. Kind of like you have people take the, take the Meyer-Briggs assessment. Right. Um, but they'll have people take that before they assign teams. So like they don't want two green squares because green squares yeah. are the alphas and they have to have all the control and they don't so if you put those two together it'll cause acrimony but if you have one in one grade and one in another grade they can kind of be the ringleader um and i don't remember what mine was but i do remember that my meyer briggs is infj which is one of the rarer types um it's like an introverted uh oh i don't remember what mine is and Miss- logical it's strange Miss L is going to be so sad that she's not on this podcast because oh. she's made me take the Meyer Briggs more than once to know what, because I don't ever remember what I am. <laughs> I bet it comes out differently, though, because depending on my mood, I feel like I answer the question or I overthink right. the questions where I'm like, well, in what setting am I thinking right. about this? Because I'm which totally is, different. Which is why I think they're the longer the tests are, the better. Yes. Because they ask them like slightly In different differently. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that you feel more confident about what your answer is. Right. So let's talk about like, if you do have students or coworkers, I think the words of affirmation are probably what you use the most at work. Um, I don't know. What do you towards think about students or coworkers? I, I don't mean, towards know. students, I feel like we use it all, or I use it all the time just to keep morale up and. When kids mess up things, just, you know, like, hey, but that's so much better than last time. You know, I've talked yeah. about my goal setting talk and all that that stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like I do that with coworkers also, though, even if it doesn't have anything to do with work. I think yeah. I try to, if I, if I truly like someone's shoes, hairdo, attitude, whatever, I always try to give whatever the compliment is. I yeah. try, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like a genuine compliment, like about yeah. something that you actually 
believe. Yeah. And I yeah. wasn't always like that. But at some point it was like, you know, I would want somebody to tell me if there was something that I was doing that was that was really good or like, oh, yeah. my gosh, I saw your bulletin board. That is that really That's looks really fantastic. Yes. I'm not going to blow smoke up their ass. But if I really like Genuinely something, like it. Yes. I try to make it a point to tell people. What do you think about gifts? Do you think I, I th- I'm kind of equating this to treats with students? Okay. Well, so with students, I feel like it's harder because if if you give a gift to a student, you have to give the same gift to every student right. because otherwise it creates a boundary issue. Even if you don't mean mm-hmm. it that way, you don't know how the child is going to perceive it, right? Right. So to me, any gift that you get is going to be mildly impersonal. I will say that the last couple of years when I was at my old school. Before summer break, I would give every kid a book and I would personally pick out like I might buy three copies of one, t- one right. book and then four copies of another title. But before I ordered them, I would have a specific kid in mind for like who would enjoy this book the most from the Scholastic Book Club or whatever. So I would put thought into that and I'd write like a little message on the inside. But like the rest of the time, it would be, you know, maybe pencils around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Just, like little things like that. And to yeah. me, it feels like. Because when I get little gifts like that, usually I'm like, oh, thanks. And then they end up exactly like at the bottom of my bag and I never use them. So to me, that doesn't really have any meaning. But I do give gifts sometimes to my coworkers. And it's not frequent, but like a couple of weeks ago, we have a group chat with all of the teachers on my team. And one of them was having a really rough morning. And so I stopped by Starbucks. 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 Starbucks <laughs> on the pedestal. <laughs> And I got her her drink and I just left it on her desk and um, she came in kind of in a huff and then she was like, somebody got me my drink. And so like she was just over the moon. So to me, like that's I like to do stuff like that, but I don't I don't do it a lot. That's the thing is like sometimes the mood will strike me. But I don't know. What about you? I don't know, like when I taught dance, we would have a big holiday party and we would watch the Nutcracker and I would always get students something. But again, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I got 60 students. It's going to be like a dollar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Two dollars max. max. So something along the line of, you know, like pencils or, or something with ballet on it, probably. Yes. Uh, as far as co-workers, I, or the co-workers and in my personal life, I am... I am a a random gift giver unless you are my unless you're my immediate family, which mm-hmm. is the same sort of thing. Like if I we have a we have a oh he listens. Mr. S listens to this show. He loves Yahtzee. Um I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about random. I know. I okay, out. okay. I thought I thought so. So he let we worked at a summer camp one year and I swear to God he walked around with Yahtzee in his pocket and we're what just like we? wanna <laughs> play Yahtzee? <laughs> just one leg constantly rattles. Oh what a dork. I love that. Guy. He uh so he's heard this story before. He also his favorite movie is Back to the Future. I was somewhere I don't even know. I wasn't in my state. We were on vacation and I was in some like silly little uh, comic book shop and they had Back to the Future Yahtzee there. What? And I was like, well, I've well, got I to gotta buy, buy this, this. immediately. It's $39.99, but I'm going to get it because how can I not? <laughs> and it's got like a little flux capacitor with the, with the die in it. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when it's something like that, when I see something that is absolutely perfect for a person, as yes. long as it's when 
within reason, I'm going to buy it for them and give it to them as a gift. Yeah. But but other than that, it's pretty random. If you invite me over to your birthday, I'm probably going to bring a bottle of wine because we're all adults and we all have too much shit. We all have too much crap. Like, we don't need anything. Although, last year, I got into plants and gifting mm-hmm. plants, especially people far away. Like, I sent you a plant, and I sent I know. other people a plant. It's still alive. Um, and <laughs> um, <laughs> I have killed my fiddle leaf fig that I bought for $55. I'm pretty pissed oh, off. Oh, no. The last leaf finally fell off, and I was like, <clears throat> but my other one is beautiful that I did not pay $55 What happened for. to it, then? I don't know. I... I don't know if the spot I put it in wasn't good because it didn't look great there. And then I moved it, like, not aesthetically to me, but it didn't look like it was doing well there. So I moved it somewhere else. And then I kept, the leaves were doing something weird. So I looked up what to do and I thought I did the stuff. But I'm just, I'm not good at keeping things alive. Except my kids and my dog, who I just keep chopping body parts off of to keep him alive. So... (laughs) That's kind of what She's I did in this fig is I just would like trim off the brown parts and then eventually I put it outside like, oh, maybe this nice tropical climate down here will be good for it. Nope. It just... Miss B's dog is actually 35 years old, but she's sold her soul to the devil. <laughs> and the only way to keep him alive is to continue to chop bits I was like, of him off. Satan, please keep the dumbest dog I've ever owned in my life alive as long as you possibly can. He's a sweet boy. He is. I love him so much. Hey, let's take a quick break. Quick break. And then we'll we'll talk about the rest of these. Okay. Hey, we're back from our break. Hi. How was your break? It was pretty good. I just sat here mostly. Looked at my looked at my face. Looked at your face all over the place, like a tessellation of your face everywhere. It's so funny and weird. It is Um, very weird. Okay, so let's, here's the thing. Love languages, we've talked about how we respond to them, coworkers respond, and how we treat our kids. I think it's a great idea to do some things at the beginning of the year when you're getting to know your students anyway, to kind of roundabout way, figure out what their love languages are. Not necessarily love languages, but like what makes them tick. Yeah, and what motivates them. Right. Right? I think that's the way to look at it with students is what's going to motivate them. Because you have some students that will do anything for a scratch and stiff snicker. Stick, snick. Scratch and sniff sticker. That's That's really hard to say. That's a lot of S's. Yes. Or they will do anything just for me to be like, hey, that's a great job. For instance, I have a kid this year that drives me friggin' crazy because I'll be like, everybody put your name on your paper. And then she'll walk up to me and hold her paper in my face and be like, like this? Did I do it right? I'm like, you are are 10 years old. Write your fucking name. But I find myself like withholding compliments just because this kid drives me so crazy. Whereas that's all she wants. She's supposed to be to say that everything that she does is brilliant. Like, Cut this paper in half. Look how I did mine. Look, I cut right on the line like you told me. I'm like, great, you crack, you finished kindergarten. So, like, clearly I know hers. But, I ha- and, but, you know, you've got some kids who want that stamp on their paper. Like, they just, right. want, the, they just want the stamp. Or, you know, they want to have lunch with you once a month. Yeah. Or, like, it's, it's, it's interesting how different the kids are as well as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But also, when you're trying to, you know, group kids together... 
it can help you in that dynamic as well. Just like knowing mm-hmm. who's, who are the, who are the green squares in your room and who are the, you know, red triangles of danger and who, like we always <laughs> know the red triangles of danger, but you, just knowing those little personality types and what makes them tick. So, um, I guess like I've seen quizzes for older kids, but quizzes yeah. are not appropriate for the elementary mm-hmm. level. So, but just I think you, game, I think like, you just kind of like you could yeah you could do something where you asked. Well, you two. could do like we play you know would you rather where they go on right. one side of the room or the other side of the yes, room. Yes, exactly. Like even uh, never have I ever is a fun one just to see what they say to get other people to come out. Right. But in the younger grades, it's all about listening and um, getting to know those kids. But I think the faster you get to know their love language, mm-hmm. um, just the faster you build that relationship and get to know that kid. So, yeah. Get to know your students, which is harder when you teach middle and high school and you have a thousand of them. But you know what? They yes. don't need stickers. They don't. Although I had a lot of middle Some schoolers of that still love stickers. They yeah. do. Or a single Skittle. I used to give, like, once a month, I would have a bag of Skittles. And if they did something right, I would just put, like, a single Skittle on their desk. And they would do (laughs) anything for one Skittle. Like, you are 15 years old. They would do it. Because they just want our approval and stuff. They do. It's so sweet. It's so cute. Um, Well, do you want to hop into some teaching tips? Yes. Tips on teaching. All right, so I, uh, of course, there's there's a lot of teaching stuff that I don't know the proper term for because I did not get my undergrad in education. But uh, my teaching tip is about interleaving. Do you know what interleaving is? I do not. <gasps> oh, okay, I feel smart now. Okay, um, so, well, actually, when I, I learned about it, I listened to another podcast. It was part of my homework uh, this week, and I, I got this book that I'm going to read where it's like four, the four best teaching tips, but it's all stuff we all do. So interleaving is all about not, not learning stuff in the same order over and over again. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So, so like when, so any so like doing teacher, flashcards, if you just do them in the same thing, you're going to just memorize the order. Yes. But if they're out of context, you're fucked. Yes. So any, any experienced dance teacher or theater teacher knows that when you teach a dance or you do a play, at some point you start in the middle. You stop Mm -hmm. doing it from the beginning of the play because otherwise your first half kicks ass and And the the second second half half sucks. It's not good because they don't know the words as well um, or anything like that. So interleaving is just doing stuff out of order. The example that the author gave was she... She's a psychologist, but she works at a music school and they, I don't know what her class is, I guess just psychology for these students. Mm -hmm. And a student came to office hours and couldn't learn, was having trouble learning the lyrics to some song, a music student. So she had them do it out of order. So yeah, just doing stuff out of order changes it up in your brain and makes you learn it better. That's really cool. Yeah. I like stuff. that. Okay. No, I have never done interleaving intentionally before. I do it because <laughs> I forget things and I'm like, oh, I got to go back and do this. But I like that. I'm going to start working that in intentionally. Yeah. All right. So what's your teaching tip? My teaching tip is kind of also a life hack um, for anybody else who has put on the COVID-19 plus and you haven't bought new pants or things that button or zip. And this is actually a tip that I learned during my first pregnancy where you take 
a hair tie or a rubber band and you loop it around your button and then you stick that rubber band through your buttonhole and then you put it back around your button to hold your pants together and it allows you some stretch. Some little... A little gut buffer, if you will. This is killing me. So that's my teaching tip is if you need bigger pants and you can't afford them because you're a teacher and yes. you don't have time to shop or the money mm-hmm. to pay for them, uh, just do that. Or a diet and exercise, but I think the rubber band is a lot speaking, faster and easier. Okay, speaking of pants, a while back on Facebook, you put something about how you put your jeans on backwards. What <laughs> jeans were these? <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you for months and I forgot until just oh now. God. Okay, so, um, yes, this is something that happened before I went to school. I was almost out the front door and I realized, oh, my jeans are on backwards. And the reason is, that a stitch fix that I got about seven months ago had a pair of pull-on jeans as if nice. I was a toddler. <laughs> like, it it has a button on it. They look like actual jeans. They have real pockets. They have, like, belt loops and everything. But there's no zip. There's a zipper flap. There's no <laughs> zipper. All you do is you just pull them up, which is perfect for right now because yes. hashtag chubby. Uh, so what had happened was... I was getting dressed in the morning and I pulled them on up and I kept getting a wedgie. I was like, oh my God, am I now too large? And I was like, why do I have this gigantic fupa? What is happening? And then I went, I was about to walk out the door and I always check my butt pocket for my phone. And I was like, where are my pockets? (laughs) And then I was like, oh, they're in the front because the butt parts on my front parts. So that's what had happened. The brand Thank is you. Liverpool. They're excellent. Oh, I have lots of their pants because oh, I also you? get Citrix. I do. You can I get, do. You can get pull-ons and you can request. You can request pull-ups <laughs> from your face Stitch Fix stuff. hurts <laughs> from laughing at this. Stupid. Oh, I love it. Man. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Time for some screaming in the parking lot. Yeah. Screaming in the parking lot. <sighs> Unfortunately... I was right about what I said a few weeks ago about I had I'd had perfect attendance in my class, but then one of my students missed, and I was like, "Uh oh, it broke the seal." Snowball effect. Yeah, so that student has only come to like every other class since then, Uh and and missed the last two in the in a row, and has not turned in a big project. And I'm like, "What can I do if you don't come and you don't turn stuff in?" Like, you're an adult. Oh, gross. That sucks. I know. And I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) It makes you feel better. We had... Oh, this is actually part of my screaming in the parking lot. So I'll tell my screaming in the parking lot, and then I'll tell a side story that goes with what you just said. So my screaming in the parking lot is we're having benchmarks all week this week, which Mm -hmm. for those not in the know means we're shutting down and pretending like it's the state test and making the kids do these like pre-tests that are almost as long but the bonuses they contain material we haven't taught all the way yet so it was awful and the longest day ever and i've only got three more days of it and i hate it so much and, and it's all the so kids boring it's so boring it feels like jumping back to our school to prison pipeline episode like i was thinking mm-hmm. the whole time about how like everyone has turned it in but we still have to enforce that nobody can say anything do not whisper you can't sit on the floor to read because somebody else six rooms away might be still taking their test and i'm just like this is so 
awful for these children. It just makes me really sad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no wonder they hate, they don't hate learning, but they don't equate school with learning. They equate school with militant, like, it's just off. It just makes me really sad. So at the end of the day, I powwowed with everybody. I was like, hey, guys, um, how do you feel about that test today? And they're like, and I was like, guess what? Me too. And it's not just me. The other teachers around too, like, no, none of us like this. We all hate it with you. Um, it's not fair. Uh, we have to do two more. So this week is going to, it's going to stink. But, and I gave him the whole chat about like this piece of paper is not, you know, who you are. And we know that, but oh, I just felt so bad. And I had, um, I was doing oral administration for a small group of kids. Mm-hmm. And of course, those are the ones who just, they don't get it. Like one of them got it, but the other three just were like totally clueless. And they're sitting there just like fighting back tears and anger. And I'm just like, hey, you guys, sometimes you just got to cross your fingers and pick one. (laughs) Like don't spend 17 minutes on number four. If you don't know, I'm just like, if you don't know how to do it, you just don't know. Like don't, Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up over this. But it just breaks my heart because like they try so hard and they want to do so well. And everything is tied to their performance on that because they're, it's going to be on the grid. Their name's not going to be on there, but like the percentage of the class that passed and all that uh, yeah. makes me so mad. So uh, to go with that, of course, we've got our in-person students and then we right. also have our online friends. And so because I had a small group in my classroom, they had like three other uh, paras or teachers in my room on, with laptops with different Zoom groups for students oh, okay. learning at home. And they weren't ones who needed like small group. It was just like groups of, of at-home kids. So um, one of my frequent flyers in my uh, notebook full of bitching got onto the Zoom at the correct time, was there. And then the person who was proctoring the Zoom kept calling me over and going, the student hasn't, they haven't been in the room the whole time. And I was like, just record, just write it down. I mean, there's nothing else we can really do about it. So then this is a four hour test with one hour to go. This child's mom comes in the room and wakes the child up and then comes in the camera and is like, um, because just at that very time, that time when she was in the room, the teacher was making the announcement like, hey, we have one hour left. So oh the kid like God. gets up and gets in front of the computer. And then the mom is like, oh, my child is not anywhere near done. So what are we going to do about this? And so my jerk side wants to be like, well, get done what you can in an hour. But also at the same time, I'm like, but we, the whole purpose of this is to get the data and know what you know and don't know. So I was like, I guess just work till you're done with it. But I was just so annoyed. But it's that whole thing of, because that's the kid also who will get on the Zoom and then just not be in the room the whole time. And once they set that precedent, it happens all the time now. Right. Even though I've talked to parents. I'm like... You live in the same house. How do you, how can you not just keep the bedroom door open and know where your kid is? Uh, you know what, though? It. It's all worth it. It's all it. worth it. It's all it worth is. it. Oh, I love these little farts. So I'll start with mine because mine actually has to do with the benchmark. The benchmark being here means that state testing is almost here, which means that testing season is almost over and we can yes. do fun, meaningful stuff. And then it will be the end of the school year. So I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I keep reminding my students like, hey guys, once we get past this, like we're golden. We just got to get there. So light at the end of the tunnel is what makes it all worth it, is looking forward to the end of it. (laughs) So looking back. If it's making you feel good today. It is. is, It's it's, what I needed today. 
then it goes in this category. That and a pulled pork slider. Those are the things oh, that are making yum. me. Oh, so good. Yum, yum, yum. Those little um, wine rolls. Mm. So, oh, those Hawaiian rolls are good. It's because they're sweet, right? They're sweet. Is that what it is? Yes. Mm. So we have that so. and then the savory pork on it. Mwah. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good. Uh, so my all worth it moment is I was at our first rehearsal for the high school and we're doing a review, which makes it just like incredibly complex to schedule these rehearsals because... Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, we have 60 students in it, but there's 22 different numbers slash scenes slash group whatever so that they're all Mm -hmm. small groups so that they can all be on stage together or whatever. So I'm just like sitting there clicking away, looking at at student availability and stuff like that. And Mr. F F. walks by and says something to me and I made a comment about what I was doing and he just like gave me a... (laughs) hold on a second finger and like walked away and then comes back with a an almost adult child that's like i hear you're looking at availability i've got this form and this form and this form and i'm just like this is so good i forgot that you work with almost adults a wonderful thing i'm used to middle school stage managers that like can't do anything just push play on the music like you have to invent things for them to do that they can't mess up like when I when my kids help me clean the house it's that kind of thing right yeah so it was really it was is really nice that sounds great you know what would be a great program for high schoolers so I know at some high schools they let kids like take off the last period of the day to go intern places if they could intern at elementary schools and just be there to do some stuff, especially the ones who want to go into Heck education. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? Just come and like do read alouds for the little kid or just whatever it is. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And just give the teachers a free yeah, break. Yeah. That would be great. Man, I'm going to I I still think that, that um that substitute teaching should be like jury duty. Everybody has to do I it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Cuz we I mean we waste so many days anyway on things. Right. We might as well Waste a couple of days on having a really <laughs> terrible substitute in there. Oh, man. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? Shoot, what? we'll have to say it at the top of the episode two of the next episode in case people tune out at the end. We got like two or three different messages from people that listened to the last episode that were like, poison control is free. It and is like, free. It's so free. I, so I Googled it. There's a there's an animal poison control oh. run by the ASPCA that charges money. So I'm guessing Miss okay. L's vet like transferred that her or gave her the number to that and it costs money. But so somebody was like she just needs to call and be like, uh my two year old who has <laughs> who weighs thirty seven pounds and <laughs> just ate my Wellbutrin. <laughs> what would I do about that? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yes. Yeah, so so we had two different listeners that messaged us and were like, I think it's very important that you tell people so that they don't not call poison control. It's the true. Poison control Disclaimer. is free. Yeah, it I've is definitely free. used it a couple of times. Ugh. All right. Do you have a BS in education? If so, we would like to hear from you. Email us at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. Send us those direct messages like all the ones we got about poison control or anything else. Tell yeah. us about anything. We'll put it on the show. Um, we'll read your comments, play your voice messages. You can give us a phone call at 234-73-TEACH. All that information is in the show notes. If you can't remember how to reach out to us, just look at your phone. Hey, 
Um, also for, uh, our older listeners, like my parents who don't know how to access show notes. Um, I don't know how to, t- I don't, are show notes the same? Let me ask this on all devices. Do you just push the little I button to get show notes? I think so on mine. Like when you see the individual episode, it's just got writing underneath it. Okay. No. Uh-huh. I don't know. We're going to solve 2021. this. <laughs> we're going to solve this mystery for the next episode. I'm going to start every person I see. I'm going to be like, screw COVID. Give me your phone. Let me put my Let hands on see. it and see what your podcast. Let me subscribe to our podcast like. <laughs> for you and then see what I need to push. All right. Thanks for stuff. listening to our end of the show ramblings. <laughs> this has been a, a BS in, in education. education. Classes ended. Time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Classes ended. Time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to ABS in education. My tummy hurts.